It's Monday, friends, and today we are talking about time wasters. One of the common things that you all bring up is that you don't have enough time to work on your business. You wish you had more time, if only you had more time. Now, this is completely relative to you and your situation. I know some of you have a full-time job and having limited time to grow a business is so real for you. I know some of you are homeschooling or you're in a season of raising four kids under three. God bless you, you know, and and some of you maybe do have some time, but you are finding that you're wasting that available time. So wherever this finds you, I know that one of these things are going to really resonate with you. I've actually got eight very common time wasters to eliminate now. So some of you will be able to eliminate all of these. Some of you will be able to eliminate a couple of them, but no matter what, I pray that this helps you find some additional time to actually work on the things that matter and that move the needle. Grab a notebook, let's go. Hey friend, do you wanna grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi-six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. I wanted to pop on here and tell Steph thank you. I purchased her podcast, Pogue University course in November of 2021 and did absolutely nothing with it. I tried a few times, but it just didn't seem like the right time as I was struggling in my business. However, I felt this tug to start a podcast, which is why I purchased the course. In January of this year, I pivoted in my coaching business and I got super clear on who I help and how. I launched my podcast, Make Money Doing What You Love on February 20th with a zero audience. It's now April and I have over a thousand downloads, which may not seem like a lot, but it's a lot to me. The best part is I signed a client and I'm actually enjoying podcasting. So thank you, Steph. And if I can give any kind of advice, it would be to follow Steph's launch plan. Ayo, Shauna, this is amazing. I love so much that you invested in the thing and then didn't do the thing that you invested in because hello, hashtag life, which is exactly what we're talking about today, needing more time and being intentional with the things that we've set out to do. But then you really refocused, you got in there and you did the work and now you are seeing the fruits of all of that. Having first thousand downloads super quickly and even getting those that first client on the books is such an incredible win because once you've done it once, you know that you can do it time and time again. Friends, if it is on your heart to start a podcast, I want you to do one of two things. One, go and watch my free workshop, podcastforgrowth.com. Or second, go invest in Podcast Pro University. Podcast Pro University is a 12-step course which Shauna went through and she attests to the framework 
that's going to show you how to come up with what the heck your podcast is going to be about, how to record, how to edit, how to get it into the world, how to launch it, as Shauna also mentions, with success. Don't wait one more minute to start building your brand in this amazingly organic way that I believe is so much more simple than all the other methods of growth that the world says that you need to do. And P.S., huge spoiler, if you buy now before October 1st, you are getting it at an amazing price. Podcast Pro University will be increasing in price on the 1st of October. Why? Because I was supposed to raise the price a year and a half ago. This program is, in my opinion, a $2,000 offer. No, that is not what I'm raising the price to. But I am going to be raising the price considerably from the amazingly affordable rate that it is today. It is going to be going up. And so if this is on your heart, do not delay. Go and snag it at this price. You're going to have access to this program, including the upgrades that we make when it is available in October. You're going to be able to take advantage of all these cool things that we are adding to the program, some of the little revisions that we're doing, and have access to it over in the new host that we're going to move it all over to. So basically, go save that money, honey. PodcastProUniversity.com. That is PodcastProUniversity.com. We've got a payment plan for you. We've got everything. Do not wait. One, two, three. Take that leap. Let's get your podcast in the world so we can start having that success. Now, let's shift gears. We are going to talk today about the eight common time wasters that I want you to eliminate. Elimination. Elimination. Terminator style. These are gone, okay? And I want you to do this because I want you to have more time to work your business. I want you to be intentional. I want you to be productive. I want you to be a time management superhero because we don't have time to waste. I believe that time is actually more important than money. Why? Because we have limited time. We want to, we want to be present, right? With our kids, with our families. I want to have time to do my Bible study in the morning and not have to start stressing out about the hundred million emails that I've got to deal with. I want to be able to shut my laptop at three or four every single day and go play outside with my kids, work out, watch the sunset. But in order to do those things, when I'm working, I am in insanely intentional with the time that I have. And I was back when I also had my kids at home full time and also was when I was working in my job and also getting businesses going. I've done all of those things before. So I do recognize and realize that some seasons are harder than others, believe, but there are still some of these that you are going to be able to to implement in, in your life no matter where this finds you. Okay. So number one, The first time waster is excessive social media use. So according to a survey by Statistica, users spent an average of four hours and 24 minutes per day. And I've seen some other studies that say between five and six hours a day. So depending on where you're getting your research per day on social media networks, this is a trap. It's a trap, y'all. I talk about social media all the time. Go and listen to a one of the dozens of social media episodes I have, you know if this is you. You know, I don't need to tell you, okay? Now, you don't have to fully get off of social if you don't feel God pressing you to do that. But I do think that each and every one of you, myself included, can cut our social media usage in half. How about if you just started there by cutting it in half? Now, what I found to be true for me is that I wasn't able to cut it in half because of the addiction 
tendencies and the dopamine hits that it created in my brain, I found myself there anyway. Even when I set time limits, even when I time blocked myself to only show up there a couple of minutes or a couple of hours even a day, that it turned into two hours, became four hours, etc. right? Like 10 minutes becomes 20 minutes. And so if you are finding that you cannot have boundaries and be disciplined around it, how about completely deleting these apps during your work weeks or during the weekend, one or the other, and kind of starting there? Because excessive social media use, it's not helping you grow a business. It's a time waster, okay? 100% unapologetically, I believe this to be true. Okay, number two, the second time waster is email overload. <laughs> so how many of you are constantly checking your email constantly responding, crafting this really well thought out email, double, triple checking your punctuation. There is a study by the Radikai group that estimated the total number of email users worldwide would reach 4.6 billion by the end of 2025. Okay, and listen to this. A study by Adobe found that online business owners spend an average of 3.1 hours per day checking and responding to email. Another study by McKinsey and Company reported that online business owners spend 28% of their work week managing emails, which is basically 2.8 hours a day. Y'all, that is absolute craziness. I probably spend 15 minutes or less in my inbox. Now, granted, I have a team, so we're gonna keep it really super real here, but even my team members, we have automation set up. We also have a thought process around how do we effectively and efficiently reply to emails. So some tips that I have here that might help you are as you find yourself responding to an email that is consistently coming into the inbox, save that as a template in a Google Word doc. Um, create drafts based on common emails that you might send or common emails that you are receiving, okay? You could also set up an autoresponder that says, dealing with this problem, click here. Want to listen to the podcast? Do this. You know, are you a student? Go to this group. Like, you can filter through if you're a solopreneur, you don't have much help in your business yet. Filter through with that autoresponder and direct people to the right place or the right person because you can't be spending three two, three hours a day in your inbox because you're going to completely eliminate the time that you have to, to grow your business, right? So the other thing with email, another tip I will give you is that I do not reply with a long, wordy email. Okay, now my customer service person does, so we will keep it again, very real. But I'm replying typically with one sentence. It is a yes, it is a no, it is a go here, it is a do this. Most of my emails go to my team, so they are they recognize that if you're going to email me, you're going to get the most efficient and streamlined answer possible. If I do need to reply to a student or to a um, collaboration opportunity or to, to a colleague, something of that nature, I'm going to take a little bit longer to craft an email. However, my emails are always succinct and simple and to the point. If you wanna have a conversation with me, we're gonna hop on a Zoom call or we're gonna have a Voxer chat. I will not have conversations with you via email. That is just bad business 101 because you don't know how emails are gonna be construed and also every single thing that you write is forever documented, so do be mindful of that as you're dealing with things via email. So there are some tips for you to reduce your email overload. Number three, the third time waster is Lack of clear goals and priorities. Having a lack 
of clear goals and priorities. If you don't know what you are sitting down to do and sitting down to work on, you are going to be led to unfocused work, unproductive activity. There was a study by Harvard Business Review, and it said that 36% of professionals could name their organization's top priorities. That means a tiny bit over one third of the people in a professional organization, whether that is a brick and mortar career focused business or an online business, only one third of them actually knew what the goal was of the entire company. If your team and you yourself have no idea what the direction is of the business and organization, not just this year, but this month and also this week, you are going to spend time and your company is going to waste money on tasks that don't actually move the needle. And when I say move the needle, I mean grow your leads or make revenue, period. Those are things that grow a business. You are a company. You are a, I believe 90% of you are for profit. There are 10% of you in here that are doing mission work. You're a nonprofit. I 100% am with you on that. But you're still here to grow your mission. You're still here to grow your message. And so we've got to be doing things that actually make that happen. Swirling around and wondering what we're supposed to be doing and doing mundane tasks and not being intentional and focused on project work or things that are going to be income producing, it's a time waster. So how do you get super clear on your goals and priorities? Well, you as the CEO sit down, you have a business meeting with God, you look at where you're trying to grow, you get intentional about where am I today? Where is my revenue? Where are my download numbers? Where is this business? Where do I want to go? What are the next, what is the next right step to get there? What is my three month plan here to start moving in that direction? What is every single person on the team or even me, if it's, if you're a solopreneur by yourself, what do I need to do to start moving that in that correct direction? And then you put that in place in your operating system. And I have a link for you guys for an amazing operating system that I highly, highly, highly recommend. Or you, And then you break that down into your monthly goal, put that into your operating system. And then we go one step further and we put it into our weekly goal. So every single person on the team has a card in our, in our operating system that says top priorities for the week. We've got three. We're allowed three priorities and that is it. And those are the number one goals that we each have as, as a team this week that are all focused on the company goal for that month and that year. So that's going to really help you. If you guys need help with an operating system that's actually going to help you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing inside of your business on a daily basis, I highly recommend Systemize Your Biz from my dear friend Chelsea Joe. And you guys can go and grab that at my pricing at stephaniegass.com slash S-Y-B-C-J. That's stephaniegass.com slash S-Y-B-C-J, as in systemize your biz, Chelsea Joe. okay? Grab that. Do it. It's super affordable and it is transformational to get your house in order and know what I'm doing, what am I prioritizing, what am I focusing on, so you can quit wasting time. Yes and amen. All right, the next one, number four, time waster, is multitasking. I know, I know. But Steph, I have to, I get it. Like multitasking can seem efficient. And in some cases, I do think that it can be fine. Like if I'm doing laundry and I'm listening to, I'm in a mastermind right now, so I might be listening to a training or maybe I'm listening to a podcast, like, or maybe I'm refreshing myself on a course that I bought in the past. Like I think that's fine. But 
there are studies that show there's one from the National Academy of Sciences. It finds that multitasking actually results in a really significant reduction in your cognitive performance. So if you're trying to do income producing work, don't multitask. And I've talked about this before where you sit down to a work block, you're actually intentionally going, going to work. Me and my team call it the black hole. We'll send a black hole emoji to each other and be like, don't message me. Don't fox for me. I'm unavailable. Like I'm going all in to work on something and I close all the tabs on my computer except that one thing and I just, I turn on some like worship, quiet worship music and I, I get laser intentionally focused. I make sure that the room is cool so I can focus. Like you've got to laser in to create highly productive outflows. Okay. So multitasking is okay. If you're doing something, think of it this way, like multitasking equals mindless. If you have something mindless that you're okay with, like I'm going to listen to this thing, or I'm going to refresh my memory on this thing, fine. But if you're doing intentional work, you need to get rid of every single other thing that you're doing and really zone in. Okay, number five, the fifth time waster is having an unstructured work environment. So if you are sitting in some place that is completely unorganized, it's cluttered, it's going to lead to inefficiency. The National Association of Professional Organizers reported that the average person spends 1.5 hours a day looking for things. I think this is so funny because I am in this statistic. <laughs> I am always looking for my coffee or my phone. Like just any pretty much hour of the day, you can find stuff randomly walking throughout the house looking for my coffee or my phone all the time. My family will attest to this. So this, I am not holier than thou, friends. I am guilty of a lot of these things, this one in particular. But let's stop that madness. And so one of the things I should do and take my own advice is have a phone basket because I don't actually like to hold my phone very often because I'm trying to not be super attached and addicted to my phone 24-7. And so I, I just need to create the phone basket in like three places in the house and set it there. That way at any given point, I lose my phone intentionally, but it's in a place that I actually know where it is. So that would be one tip that I would have for you there. And then as far as my coffee, you know, forget carrying your phone around all day. Like let's just start carrying our coffee cup around all day. Like that's fine with me. I'm not mad at that. that I'm not even mad at it. Okay. But when we think about limited time and availability, if, if this is something that is really, really just tight for you, like, I mean, you can make up an hour and a half, an hour and a half a day if you're not looking for things. And this includes like you're looking for things on your desktop. You're looking for things on your computer. You're looking for your planner. You're trying to find a pen. You're looking for this. Like, how can you just get so organized that when you sit down to work, you have every single thing that you need, you know where everything is, your computer is organized and optimized, you go into your operating system and you know what you're working on. It's gonna save you all the hours. Okay, number six, the sixth time waster is procrastination. This is a big one for people. A study published in Psychological Science estimated that 20% of people are chronic procrastinators. How many of you are raising your hand for that one? That one I am not, although I am highly distracted. So, you know, each person has their has their vice. But the procrastination card is some is is a card that I believe it's just a big time waster. And one of the intentional habits that I focus on is getting the hardest things done first because my brain capacity is higher in the morning. Plus I've got some extra caffeine. My kids are at school now. They're full-time school, so I'm in a season, which is great, 
where I'm able to get more done during the early hours of the day. And so I focus on what are the hardest things I need to accomplish. Those are going to always go first for me. And so my procrastinators, I want you to stretch yourself and get into this uncomfortable posture of doing the hardest things first. Train your brain to do that. Train yourself to get the things done earlier, well before the deadline, because it's going to help you have a lot more time. There's no need to procrastinate on the things that have to get done anyway. Number seven time waster is overly long meetings or unnecessary meetings. Listen, don't tell my husband, but he works at the government and he's got about like 10 meetings a day. They have meetings about meetings and then they have a meeting about the meeting to talk about why they need a meeting. And it's like, oh, my Lanta, stop the madness. Okay. According to a study by Atlassian, the average employee spends 31 hours in unproductive meetings every month. Like, I'm just not here for that. I'm really not. Me and my company, we only have a meeting if it's something that takes two people's brain power to accomplish. And we don't have excessive meetings with all different levels of the team, right? Like, I'm going to have a meeting with my operations manager who's going to have a meeting with this person who's then going to have a meeting with it. Like, if we're going to have a meeting, we'll all sit down and have a meeting. Like, let's have one meeting and smash it. Let's be done. So we'll do that. I also have one meeting with my online business manager once a week, and then she goes and she executes and operates through Voxer, through our operating system. We're really streamlined, efficient, and effective. Like, it doesn't take talking about things to get things done. It takes getting the work. It takes sitting down and doing the actual work, right? So there might be a strategy meeting that that needs to be had once in a while, and then it's execution. I am focused on execution and optimization and simplifying and streamlining. That's what we're here for. And so having meetings about the meetings about the meetings is definitely a time waster in my opinion. So do an audit of all the meetings that you're having and see if you can't cut that down. See what can be eliminated. See what can be shifted to a quick 30-second boxer chat or even better into your operating system as a very small, short to-do task that you are assigning someone else. Last but not least is ineffective communication. So again, this kind of relates to the meetings, like back and forth all day long, it's just unnecessary, misunderstanding. This is where I think communication through email is a huge time waster. You know, again, don't tell my husband, but I watch him have these email conversations with his staff or with people, and like, He's thinking about how to articulate this thing and like put it into this. I'm like, pick up the phone, yo. Like call him up. Be like, yo, I need this. One, two, three, go by. Like this is so, it's excruciating for me to watch. But again, like it's just how they do things culturally. But for me, I just want to, boom, I'm going to tell you what I need. You're going to get it done and we're going to move forward. Like let's just get things done effectively and efficiently. And with communication, I think I've been, you know, being an entrepreneur, being in some type of leadership position for most of my life, always in some type of role where I had to work with people or with with customers or clients. I've just learned that being extremely forward, uh, respectful, but forward is always the best policy. Being really honest in a grace-led way is going to always return the best results. So I need this by this time is going to do a heck of a lot better than like, I hope you can get this done. And also maybe I need it like this, but like whatever you think is best. And oh, I know you're pretty busy right now, but no, 
Be clear in your communication. And you like I'm here for that across the board in your brand, in your podcast, with your team, with your spouse, with your kids. How do we be clear? How do we articulate exactly what it is that we need, want, and expect so that no, there are no minced words, there is no confusion. Confusion equals, there's not a fun C I can think of, destruction. Confusion equals inefficiency. Confusion equals inaction. Confusion equals procrastination. Confusion equals animosity and resentment. We are done with all of that because we are going to be clear communicators. All right, that's it. So which of those eight things are you going to implement right now? I want you to circle the three that you wrote on your paper. Let me list them for you again. Number one, excessive social media use. Number two, email overload. Number three, lack of clear goals or priorities. Number four, multitasking. Number five, unorganized or unstructured work environment. Number six, procrastination. Number seven, unneeded or overly long meetings. Number eight, ineffective communication. Circle the three that you know you are guilty of or the three that you know you need to focus on. Circle them right now. And as soon as I, as you turn off this podcast episode, I want you to go into your planner, into your operating system. And again, if you don't have one, 1 billion percent recommend Chelsea Joe's Systemize Your Biz, which is stephaniegass.com slash S-Y-B-C-J. Do it, invest in it, promise it's incredible. And plug it in. When are you going to make the changes? It is one thing to listen and to learn, and it is another thing to implement what you learn. The greatest, most successful, world-changing human beings that I look up to, the people that make real money and real impact, are action takers. We do not sleep in an, on an, we do not sleep on an action. We actually take it. We make it happen and we do the work. And you are one of those people, or you would not be listening to this podcast. So circle your three, plug them in and get it done. I'll meet you back here on Wednesday, friend. And again, one last quick reminder that the price of Podcast Pro University is increasing October 1st. If it is on your heart to start a podcast, go and save that money. One, two, three, go. PodcastProUniversity.com. Did you have fun? Or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you'd take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.